Today is Tuesday, January 17, and I'm a little bit under the weather. I have either a head cold or allergies or something happening that's making me feel not great. I thought I would take some time to reflect back to the very beginning, um, to the day that Mike and I got engaged. And this was back in... 1998 and I had borrowed Mike's truck for some reason. We were living together and I had borrowed Mike's truck I think to take something over to my mother's or to pick up something from my mother's some piece of furniture or something and on the way there um, I saw in the cup holder or armrest or something I can't remember a receipt for Manakee Jewelers. And I looked at it because I'm like, what is this? And I saw that Mike had purchased a diamond. And I was like, oh, wow. I wonder if this is going to be for me. We had talked about getting married a little bit, but not to the point where I thought, he would pop the question, you know, like that was imminent. I thought a lot more time would pass. Um, and so it must have been, because he proposed to me on Valentine's Day, it must have been very close to Valentine's Day that I found this receipt in his truck. And I put it right back where I found it, and I never said anything. I wasn't snooping. It was just sitting there out. Um in his in his truck and anyway I, so I I had an inkling that this was going to happen and so then on Valentine's Day he was kind of making a big to do over it so I thought oh I bet this is the day that he's going to um, propose so we had um, packed up a backpack with some wine and some snacks and we rode his motorcycle he had a ninja motorcycle we rode his motorcycle to a place not too far from Alton um, it's a place called Pira Marquette State Park and it's a huge state park very beautiful big tall trees lots of people go camping there um, they have picnics there they go for walks <clears throat> there's a big lodge where you can stay it has lots of rooms it's huge like a giant cabin type feel and there's a restaurant and a bar and there's also a giant chess table outside I mean bigger than life like you pick up the chess pieces and you walk them where they need to go so one of those giant larger than life <laughs> chess tables so um, Mike and I had made a plan to ride his motorcycle out there. It was a beautiful day. Even though it was February in Illinois, the weather was decent. And so we bundled up and we rode his motorcycle out to um, Pierre Marquette. And we were sitting on the patio outside and looking back on this I'm so amazed because I can't believe 
it was warm enough to be outdoors, but we were. It must have been unseasonably warm that day. I don't know, maybe 60s or something, 50s or 60s. So we were sitting outside, and he opened a bottle of wine. It was a bottle of Markham, an, a decent bottle of wine, not especially, you know, commemorative. But um, he opened a bottle of wine, and we were about halfway through it. By the way, I still have this wine bottle. <laughs> I still have this the bottle that we drank that day. I don't remember the vintage, but it was um, a Cabernet by Markham. Anyway, we were sitting there, and we were about halfway through the bottle, and he said, I have something in my backpack for you. And he pulls out this poem that he's written, and it was really sweet. It was a poem about the two of us meeting, and some of the funny things that we did when we first started dating and he was reading me this poem and I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. This is really fun. And then he said, and there's one more line. And he got down on his knee in the middle of this huge patio where people were outside dining. I'm sure they knew what he was doing. And he got out a ring in a little ring box and he opened it up and he said, will you marry me? And, you know, I took the ring and I was laughing and crying and happy and very excited. I mean, truth be told, I had had at least a few days to think about this because I saw the receipt for the diamond, so I knew it was coming at some point. And I suspected it might be this day, but anyway, I, I was very excited and happy and hugged him and gave him a kiss. And he's like, well, you haven't you haven't answered me. <laughs> and I said, yes, 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 I will marry you. And so he put the ring on my finger and it was very exciting. And, um, he said, I want you to show it to everyone at work tomorrow. I want everyone to see it. And I said, okay, yes, I will. And I was excited because, you know, I was now joining this exclusive club of married people and I was looking forward to it. I really felt very happy. I felt like, okay, this person's going to have my back. I'm going to have his back. We're going to make a go of this. And I also felt very special because I felt selected. You know, I felt like, okay, this person could ask anyone that he wanted in the world. And he's asked me. So, you know, I, that made me feel special. Uh, selected is the only term I can think of. Just chosen. You know, I was chosen by someone. And so, um, I was 27 at the time. And I think Mike was 30 or 31. He must have been 30, about to turn 31. So then we got back on his motorcycle and after that, and we drove straight, straight to his parents' house. He wanted to tell his parents. So we drove to Godfrey where his parents live and went in and they were home. It was dark by then. It was evening and his parents were sitting in their respective, um, lazy boy chairs in their basement. They have these two big chairs, you know, that, um, extend out, you know, whatever you call that, a lazy boy chair. 
easy chair and they were watching TV and they have their chairs and that's where they're always sitting. And we walked in and we're like, hi, you know, what's going on? And they were, you know, surprised to see us out of nowhere. And um, we were sitting on the sofa near their chairs. And Mike said, I have some news. I want to tell you guys, Lisa and I are engaged. And I kind of held up my hand at his cue. And we were both smiling and kind of laughing. And his parents did not move. They did not rise from their chairs. They did not do much. As I recall, I mean, they must have looked away from the TV, but I don't recall much activity or much action. But they did not move from their chairs, and they were like, oh, well, congratulations. And that was about it. They didn't get up and look at the ring. They didn't embrace us. They didn't cry. They didn't jump for joy. They really had a very underwhelming response, incredibly. And this disappointed Mike very, very much. I wasn't surprised by it, but I was disappointed. You know, I had hoped that they would have mustered up or at least faked some happiness, but they didn't move. And, you know, we were, thankfully, we were just too full of ourselves really to care that much. I mean, we were very happy and, and, uh, we're quick to get on our way. Um, Mike wanted to go and tell my mom and show my mom. And I said, no, at the time, um, Mike and my mother had not met yet. <laughs> and so um, I, I needed to break the news to her at some point. But anyway, we left Mike's parents' house and he was he was hurt by their response or lack thereof. And that would be pretty much the beginning of their non-support of our marriage. His mother would find many opportunities over the next decade to not support our marriage and to make comments that were not supportive and that were hurtful. And for a long time, I really cared. For a long time, that hurt me. Um, And I was always trying to please her and I was always trying to win her approval. But eventually I gave that up. But it took about 10 years for me to stop caring about that. And so I went to work the next day and showed everyone the ring and they were all excited and happy and that went in our office newsletter and, you know, everyone congratulated us. And, you know, management really couldn't say a whole lot at that point because we were willing to come out and to get married, um, even though we had broken company policy by dating. So... As time went on and we began to plan our wedding, I really wanted to involve Mike's mom in helping me find a dress. She had mentioned on several occasions that she had three sons. She had never had a daughter. And she said, you know, I never got to pick out a prom dress or I never got to dress up my girls on Easter. And, you know, she kind of lamented that she didn't have a daughter to dote on in that way. And I thought, you know, maybe she would want to help me 
pick out my wedding dress. I would love to have somebody come along and shop. And my mom didn't have time. You know, when I, when I told my mom that I got engaged, uh, at the time she was in graduate school, uh, getting her master's degree. And, um, she said, well, I don't have time to help you plan a wedding or to even go to a wedding if you do it this year. So get married next year. Cause I'll be done with school, you know, made it all about herself and told me she didn't have time to help me. And I said, mom, I don't need your help, whatever. I will plan the entire wedding by myself. My mom never did anything to help me plan my wedding, nothing. And so anyway, I told Mike, that I said, hey, I'm going to ask your mom to, to come dress shopping with me. You know, I think that would be fun. There's a dress shop in Alton. And he said, no, I don't think you should do that. I don't, I don't think you should do that. And I, I explained my reasons. And he said, no, I, that's a bad idea. You know, she'll just feel obligated. She's not very happy about us living together. She won't want to help you find a wedding dress. I don't, don't think you should do that. And he discouraged me. And so I never did ask her to come with me dress shopping or ask her to help me find a dress. And I was sad about that. So neither one of our mothers um, did much, did anything really to help us. And I ended up buying my dress at a dress shop in downtown St. Louis. And I would, um, over my lunch hour, leave and walk several blocks to this dress shop to get fitted and, um, you know, to find my dress. And I actually picked out a dress that I fell in love with and, um, they began the alterations on it. And then that summer, well, I got pregnant, I guess in April. So February, March, April, I got th pregnant three months after we were engaged. And I went and told the dress shop and they were like, there's no way you'll be able to wear this dress that I picked, it was very fitted through the body. And so I actually had to pick a different dress and they, sh they directed me to a few dresses that would, um, be conducive to hiding the pregnancy. And I actually picked a dress that I really loved. I can't imagine getting married in anything else. This dress was great. And it did, it did fairly well with concealing the pregnancy, although whatever, everybody knew, most people knew. And so what? You know, I was pregnant, so what? And um, <clears throat> so we, I picked out my dress by myself and planned all the activities by myself. I did go with my bridesmaids to pick out bridesmaids' dresses, and that was fun, and that was fine. But um, that's the story of the beginning of the non-support by Mike's family of our marriage, which I think fully contributed to its demise. If you don't, if you don't have your family on board, it sure makes it feel like you are running uphill all the time.